Welcome to the Ecom Breakthrough Podcast. Are you ready to unlock the full potential and growth in your business? You've already crossed seven figures in sales, but the challenge is knowing how to take your business to the next level. Join Josh Hadley, an eight-figure e-com business owner and investor, as he interviews highly successful business owners. Get ready, because you're going to learn specific actions you can take today to help your business reach its full potential and leave a lasting impact on the world. Welcome to the Ecom Breakthrough Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Hadley, where I interview the top business leaders in e-commerce. Today, I'm speaking with Stephen Pope of My Amazon Guy. And we will be talking a lot about content strategies and how to up-level your game on Amazon to capture more traffic and drive more revenue. This episode is brought to you by Ecom Breakthrough Consulting, where I help seven-figure companies grow to eight figures and beyond. Listen, Stephen, I started Hadley Designs in 2015, and I grew it to an eight-figure brand in seven years. I certainly made a lot of mistakes along the way that made that path to getting to eight figures take a lot longer. There were times I genuinely self, I, I had self-doubt as to whether I could lead a multi-million dollar business or could my brand become a real brand. And if you are experiencing those same plateaus or those same challenges, go to ecombreakthrough.com. That's ecom with two M's to learn a little bit more about how we can take your business to the next level. As a special bonus to my podcast listeners, this month I'm giving away a $10,000 comprehensive business strategy audit session at no cost. Email me at josh at ecombreakthrough.com with the subject line strategy audit and tell me why your business should win the free strategy audit. And don't worry if you don't win this month because you'll automatically be entered for the month to come. Today, I'm excited to introduce you to Stephen Pope. Steven is the founder of My Amazon Guy, a marketing agency with over 250 brands that he manages. Steven started his career as a TV reporter in Idaho. He then moved on to become an e-commerce director for 10 years for brands ranging from gold and silver coins to women's plus-size clothing. Following those 10 years as an e-commerce director, Steven created My Amazon Guy, a 300-plus employee agency that focuses on growing traffic and sales on Amazon. Steven not only owns My Amazon Guy, but he also owns My Refund Guy and two Amazon brands, Momster and Age of Sage, and a holster company, Holstit. Steven has more than 1,200 tutorial videos on YouTube showing how to handle any problem faced on Amazon and has interviewed every major player in the Amazon space on his podcast. So, Steven, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much for having me on. I love that, uh, Stephen, I think you have a wide array of experiences, as I read in your bio. You've been an e-commerce director in the past. You own, uh, you know, my Amazon guy, and you're looking under the hood of many different brands on Amazon. And so I think you have a wealth of knowledge that our audience is going to be excited to hear what you've seen working, some of the challenges that you foresee coming up with Amazon specifically. As we dive into things today, Stephen, What's kind of on the top of your mind with Amazon? What do you see working right now? What are some of the concerns that you see on the horizon? Well, I think there's a lot of frustration right now, right? So like Amazon's coming out with all of these Amazon programs and we're going to help you do this. We're going to help you do that. They're at Accelerate talking about how awesome all of these things are going to be for sellers. And then all I really want for Christmas though, Josh, is functional seller support, right? Like that's all I want. <laughs> And it's a joke. That's, that's been from day one. It's a freaking joke. Uh, I cannot <laughs> believe how ridiculous 
the process is and all that fluff on those Amazon tickets. Right. So like you're like, Hey, I just need to change my UPC on this one product so I can become compliant. Like Amazon on, on the left hand is like, you must change your UPCs, GFI, GS1. And then right. you're like, okay, sure. I'll, I'll be compliant. No problem. I go buy my, my GS1 UPCs. All right, let me try Let me try and upload that into my product. Oh, error message. You cannot change UPCs. That is against the rules. But you told me I have to change my UPC to be compliant with GS1. You cannot change UPCs. So then you file tickets to ask for help, and then they just give you garbage copy-paste. And, and then they, they and then my favorite part is the fluff, right? Dear seller, we're so your, your message is so important to us. Here's five minutes of copy-pasta that nobody needs to read, and it's complete garbage. Oh, and by the way, you can't do this. Right. Yeah, it's just it's just a ridiculous true. place Amazon sellers so are in right now. And nobody at Amazon cares about sellers at all. And like it's super abundant. Okay, so maybe they don't suspend you without calling you first. Now that was nice. Thanks, Jeff Bezos. Yeah. But like the the compliance versus uh the ability to make logical changes to your own product pages. Amazon's randomly changing your categories. Amazon is seemingly randomly yanking your products and putting up the lost dogs of Amazon pages. They freaking love dogs over in Seattle. They, it's like yes, a six month waiting period to get your dog on, on the, the photo shoots over at Amazon. It's, it's they're obsessed <laughs> with dogs. I had no idea. I had no idea yeah. they had a, a cue for that. So that's why when your page gets yanked on Amazon, you see the lost dog and it's literally a different dog every single time. There's like thousands and thousands of them. Um, so, but, but really like, okay, Amazon, I get it. You put all this effort into taking pictures of dogs and, and all I want is functional Amazon support. Just give me a freaking guy who can respond to a logical request and fulfill it. That's all I need. Just let me change my title. Just, just let me unsuppress my listing. Oh, it's so oh, true. You just yanked 20 of my listings for not having GS1 compliance for, for UPCs, but you won't even tell me. You don't even give me a suppression notice. You don't give me a performance notification. You don't send me an email. Nope, they're just gone. Goodbye. Yeah. Bye, listings. Oh, that parentage that you had that's been in place for 17 years? Yeah, that's gone too. You can't connect blue and red together. That's against the rules. What do you mean that's against the rules? Blue and reds, that's a color variation. Well, somebody reported you, so we took it down. Yeah, thank you, Chinese sellers. I appreciate that. Thank you so much, Chinese sellers who are going out of their way to ruin my business and just attack me and, and hijack my listings. Oh, oh, and by the way, hey, somebody in Canada loaded your product and they put uh, cocaine leaves in the keyword. So we're going to yank your supplement in the U.S. Yeah, it's yeah. gone. Sorry, you can't do that. What do you mean I can't do that? I didn't do that. Why are you yanking my listing? So these are all the problems that Amazon sellers are facing right now. And I, I could obviously go on for another 20 hours. I, I know you could. I know you see a lot going on. And in fact, I know you help a lot of those brands when they run into issues like that. Um with your agency, my Amazon guy. So Steven, let's rewind, you know, what led you to get started or even have the idea of coming up with my Amazon guy? Why don't we go back to that, that journey? So I was a classic entrepreneur in my entire life. First thing I ever sold online was a Magic the Gathering trading card on eBay as a 12 year old kid. I made $20 selling a Sliver Queen from the Stronghold Edition for those super geeky nerds out there. And, and so I was like, this is awesome. Uh, you know, during my childhood, I was a chess prodigy. So I taught chess lessons. I sold chess sets. I was buying wholesale for chess sets. I was selling them. I was hawking them everywhere. I taught in over 75 elementary schools in the state of Utah. And, and so I was like, always oh, like, business is awesome. I'm going to pay people to do everything for me for the rest of my life. I'll never have to change my, my car's oil again. Right. There's this thing called business. It's, it's awesome. 
Right. So I was like, okay, I'm going to get into this. So I went in, uh, but I, but I was like, well, I don't really know what I want to do with my life, which every college age person does. So I went to school for a communications degree and I went into broadcast media and became a TV reporter. My father's a weatherman in Utah. His name's Dan Pope for our Utah friends out there who've probably seen him on the weather. And actually my dad works for me today uh, as one of our uh, account executives. But in any case, I was, I did that for a couple of years. And, and then I was like, man, I was in Wisconsin during the middle of a blizzard. Worst blizzard Wisconsin had seen in 10 years. It was 10 o'clock at night. I'm doing a live weather hit. They tell me to go on the air. And I can't even see the camera. In. And, and so like I'm, I'm blindly looking 30 seconds into the camera live on state television. And this is Madison, Wisconsin. So this is like the biggest market in Wisconsin. And my hair froze over. I felt miserable. Everybody was home in their pajamas. Like, what am I doing with my life? So like every classic entrepreneur ever, I, I was like, this has got to change. So I, 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 that was, that was my moment, pivotal point in life of career change. So I went back to school, picked up an MBA, broke into marketing, and I've been doing that ever since. And I worked for four failed startups out of five companies in my 10 years. Uh, and I, I helped make companies millions of dollars. And I know this because as one example, public example here, Apmex.com, A-P-M-E-X.com, number one precious metals dealer online in the world, number one seller on eBay in the world. I helped increase their SEO traffic by 10 million unique visitors, not visits, visitors in wow. one year. Uh, and, and, and I could just cite example after example. But then when my final failed startup failed, I was like, this is stupid. Why am I, why am I helping other companies make millions of dollars? I'm, I'm going to go into business for myself. And so on a whim, in less than 48 hours, I created my Amazon guy. And I'm in the laundry room. I was telling, telling my wife about this. And she says, well, how do people normally introduce you? Because I had side hustle consultant for like 25 you know, companies prior to starting the agency. Okay. And, and I'm like, well, nobody really cares who I am. They're not going to sit down and read my bio, but they're going to say, hey, talk to my Amazon guy. And mm. he'll help you. And that's exactly how I created the name of the company. It just stuck. Right. And and so that's what we've been doing ever since. Within the first 48 hours, I had my first uh, $3,000 a month contract uh, and I hired an assistant. That first client five years later is still a client with me today. I did increase their fees. Uh, and then <laughs> I hired my first assistant within four weeks. And within one year, I was at 12 employees. And now I'm at 300 employees today. So it's just been a nonstop growth acceleration. And that's how I got into being an agency guy. Yeah. I love that. Uh, I love that experience. I love that you, you know, went into business yourself and most importantly, you've, you've seen some huge wins, but also you've seen some failures as well along the way. And I think that we all learn from, you know, those failures the most. So what we want to talk about today, because you have such great experience and we could go in many different areas here, but we talked about this prior to recording, hitting the record button on this podcast, but I want to learn from you and our audience is going to be interested, Stephen, to learn what would you recommend seven figure sellers and those that are maybe experienced on Amazon, they have a mature brand, so to speak. What should they be focusing on Amazon, especially knowing where, you know, kind of the puck is going in the future with Amazon, where things are going? What strategies would you recommend sellers be implementing right now? Anything that generates traffic and improves conversion rates, full stop. That's it. That's all you got to focus on. Those two basic parameters. Now I can break those two down one layer deeper. Yep. Under traffic, there's PPC and SEO and under conversion, there's merchandising and design. So those four okay. pillars make up e-commerce on Amazon. And so as we continue to go down even a layer further, 
content production is the most underrated, easiest thing to do as an Amazon seller that is being abandoned. Now, obviously, there's a lot of cardinal rules of Amazon, like never go out of stock. That's cardinal rule number one. And cardinal rule number two is kind of like cardinal rule number one. Don't go out of stock, right? And, and so, like, those are important concepts. But when we look down to the very basics of how to sell more products to more people more often for more money, it comes back to those four pillars, SEO, PPC, design, and merchandising. And if you were ignoring one or two, maybe even three of those protocols, you're in a world of hurt right now. You, you are losing to the Chinese who are hacking your accounts and your listings. You are losing to Amazon's policies who are clamping down and making it harder to be on the platform. You are losing to your competitors who are in a death spiral with margin problems, but are still lowering their prices because consumer yep. demand is down and inflation yep. is like 27%, despite what the government claims. Whatever the government says, triple it. That's the true inflation rate. And so people's margins are shrinking, policies are harder, competition is steeper. Let's throw aggregators into the mix too. They're buying up all the brands and then, you know, really messing with the marketplace. And, yep. and so like all of these things make it so that Amazon is entering the maturity phase. So as a seven figure Amazon seller, you need to get back down to the basics. Ignore all of the hacks. Do this two-step URL and everything will be fine. Yeah, and then you're de-indexed. Hey, do rebates, yeah. and then all of a sudden you're you're banned, right? Or or incentivize reviews, and then what happens, right? All of these yeah. things are against policy, and they are black hat tactics. Stick to the basics: SEO, PPC, design, merchandising. If you're trying to violate the basics by overcoming them with uh, alternative options, you are going to reap alternative benefits, and those are not good benefits. Hmm. That's a fantastic breakdown. I love that you, you know, gave us a layer deeper there. You know, you, you have the traffic and then the conversion. Then you gave us basically four kind of areas that seven figure sellers or anybody in general on Amazon should be focused on. So, Stephen, I would love for us to dive in to each of these, you know, individually. Let's talk about SEO. What are some quick wins that we could do with SEO, PPC, you know, and then we can really dive into the merchandising and the design. Because that's where I think a lot of that content strategy that you talked about is going to make a big impact. But let's start at SEO. What are some quick wins and things that we should be focused on? SEO has, in my opinion, a multiple phase approach. It's not SEO is not set it and forget it. SEO is not set it and forget it. it SEO is, in fact, the opposite of that. SEO is let me optimize it continuously. Therefore, if you buy that paradigm, it'll shift how you make content. For example, if we went through my four phases of SEO, I would tell you, you need to index the product. You need to incrementally index the product. You then need to rank the product and then you need to gain market share. Those are my four SEO phases. And, and so today, uh, I'd love to talk about how we go about gaining market share with SEO and I've got a, a case study and some stuff I can show. Um, so, so we could talk about the ICAP marketing funnel. This is what I call it. And it stands for ICAP impressions, clicks, add to carts and purchases, ICAP marketing funnel. This data that we're about to show you is available for free inside of seller central in, in the search query performance report. And we're going to live demo it today and go through it. So here's a case study. 
This is a keyword called sage candles for cleansing house. And just for some, uh, basically to understand what product we're looking at, here is my product. It is a sage uh, bundle. It's dried sage sticks and, and leaves, and you burn it to clean a house, cleanse it rather. And so I have 1,166 reviews on this listing. It's, it's coming up on its one-year anniversary today. It's got Amazon's choice for incense. Uh, and when I first launched this project product, it became the number one seller in all of incense uh, for the new release. So it got the new release batch. So it's a very successful product. So the reason I showcase this is because when you look at the keyword that we're going to talk about today, sage candles for cleansing house, and I go over to Amazon right now and I type that keyword in and you look at the search results. Well, you see my ad come up number one with the, the, the sage bundle and all that good stuff, right? Looking good there. But everywhere else you see is a candle, 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 candle. You just go down the list and it's nothing but candles, essentially. So when this showed up on my my uh, brand search query analytics performance report, where I call the ICAP marketing funnel, and it was showing up number one on my list, I was really surprised. And so I was like, well, why is this? Well, when I was looking at this keyword, I saw that my impression share, my market share, this is of all impressions available on Amazon for this keyword. And this keyword ranges about 3,000 weekly searches, so about 12,000 monthly. And it dips up and down depending on the season. Uh, and and this, this query, I own 2.75% of impressions. Now, mind you, I've never focused on this keyword prior to starting work here. I had no idea this keyword existed, but it showed up on my search query performance report. And I was like, interesting. It was at number one. It was the number one keyword that Amazon said I should focus on was not even on my radar. So mm. my click my click share was at 7.58%. My add to carts was at 89 My purchases was at 66 And I said to myself, hmm, this is interesting. So as a marketing funnel, normally it's a tornado where you lose people as they go farther down in the funnel. And I had a pyramid, not a tornado. I had the inverse of a classic marketing funnel. I had more market share under clicks than I had under impressions. And I said, interesting, why is that? And I studied it and I concluded that this keyword was not only relevant to my listing, that I was going to go out and generate additional traffic on this keyword. I said to myself, the search query performance report tells me this is important. So I'm gonna use the ICAP marketing funnel methodology that I teach and we're gonna go out and we're gonna gain some market share. And within seven weeks, I basically tripled my market share from 3% impressions to 7%, from 8% clicks to 20%, from 9% add to carts to 21%. And, and basically, one out of five people now purchase my product off of this keyword. One out of five. And this is for a keyword I didn't even know was important. Now, remember, I told you there's 3,000 weekly impressions, 12,000 monthly. Run the math on that. One out of five people who searches for that keyword buys my product. This is one single keyword. And, yeah. and we're going to demo the live, uh, the search query performance report. Now, because I've used this case study publicly before, I'm going to go ahead and do a raw new one. So we're today we're going to look at this is some real value, Stephen. You're, you're dropping real value never before seen or heard from Stephen Pope. So so buckle up, everybody. So this brand is called Lily Posh. This is my newest brand launch. It's a clothing brand. What happened was, is my business partner bought this brand and stored about $2 million in merchandise in a warehouse and then forgot about it. True story. I and wish so I had like, $2 million to forget about. <laughs> that, was, that was my business partner. He lives a very different life than I do. <laughs> anyway, I was like, well, why don't we start selling it? And so, you know, he owned all the rights. 
so I, I purchased the trademark and we loaded it onto Amazon. So this brand has been around, I don't know, maybe a month now. Very, very new. So we're starting to get some data here and we're going to look at the search query performance report brand name called Lily Posh. So on this report, we have various keywords and we have all of the data and the same methodology that I talked about, that ICAP, I-C-A-P, not to confuse with I-C-U-P and the joke <laughs> you make on the playground, but, Thanks the, for but the impressions, clicks, add to carts, and purchases. And so you can see all the data here. This is live data that we're looking at on screen. And I'm going to go through and explain each of these. So let's find a keyword that I have some relevant traffic on. Sherpa pullover women's. Okay. And by the way, I have no idea what a Sherpa is, but I have a product that's probably a Sherpa. So there's this brand has like thousands and thousands of SKUs. Okay. So this is a brand that we're going shotgun approach, just trying to list it all and see what happens. Okay. Impression share today, 1.4% of all people who search Sherpa pullover women's see my product. I don't even know which product it is, but they see it. But then when we look at the click through rate, and we see my brand share rate, uh, I have one out of five people who see my impression click on it. That's an extraordinarily high click-through rate. But in terms of brand share, it's at 3.66%. So of all of the clicks that, that occur on a 1,500 weekly search volume keyword, strip a pullover women's, I'm getting 3.66% of the clicks. So let's keep going down the funnel here. Of all of the people that add it to their cart, two people added it to their cart or 4.2% of all of the brand share for adding it to the cart, right? So you could times that uh, and figure out how many people overall are adding it to in a cart, which is 47 right there. You can see that. And then let's go to the far right. And then of all of the people who purchase it, I have a purchase rate of 0.11, but a 0% goose egg on the brand share. So I had a high click-through rate and then a low conversion Right. So people technically added it to their cart, but they never went back and purchased it during this particular week. Now, if we went from a monthly standpoint, which we'll do real quick, and we'll go to the month of September, October's data hasn't processed yet. And we're going to see if we can find, remember the keyword was Sherpa something. Sherpa, Sherpa pullover women's, right? Pullover. Yep. Yeah. So now on a monthly basis, just under 7,000 search volume, brand share was lower overall for the month, which means I'm starting to gain market share recently, 0.4% then, 1% clicks, 1.8% add to carts, and still a goose date. So, so nobody has purchased my product off this keyword yet, which is why we went to the monthly to see for that. Now, what we're going to do is say, cool, if we know Sherpa, Sherpa Polar Women's is an opportunity that I'm not converting on, we need to figure out why. So we're going to go to my inventory and we're going to type in Sherpa Pullover Women's and see if we can figure out which product this is for. And lo and behold, we look for it and we see a bunch of search suppressions and we got red flags here. So, so like, mm. oh, thanks, Amazon. You're suppressing my crap. So let's go see why is it suppressed. And this ASIN is suppressed due to problems with its parent ASIN. Please address the issues of the parent and fix it. So we then have to go dive in and start troubleshooting and look at what's going on with it. And this all started because we went to the search query performance report, right? Now, obviously you can go create alerts and figure out suppression. So what I'm gonna do here, I'm gonna take this nice screenshot, I'm gonna circle the search suppressions, and I'm gonna spout this off to my team over in Slack right now. And I'm gonna tell them, hey, we gotta fix some suppressions. I'm yep. gonna tag my merchandiser. Fix suppressions, please, right? So that's gonna be done as a side, side job here. Um, 
All right, so now we're going to try and figure out, though, how to increase our market share on this. And we don't know which ASIN it's for at this point, but we're going to see if we can sort this by Amazon uh, FBA or active FBA. So there's no active FBA. We only started a merchant fulfilled, and we're going to use a technique I call uh, onboarding a SKU in mass catalogs. So generally speaking, if you've got thousands of SKUs and, you've, and you're launching on Amazon as an afterthought, you may want to start with FBA inventory, figure out what sells, and then ship into FBA because it doesn't make sense to ship 5,000 SKUs into FBA. It just doesn't. Right. So we're using an onboarding strategy. So I've got 40 SKUs with the term Sherpa Pullover Women's, and in here we can figure out which product would be an opportunity to try and chase. So my sales rank right now is at 268,000, which is low, but it is a clothing item. And we're going to we're going to come in and look at one of these. So we're going to sort this by availability. So this particular unit, I have 168 products available before we have to reorder. So I'm going to go to that listing and I'm going to take that same keyword and I'm going to control F. Do I have an exact match for Sherpa pullover women's? And I do not nowhere on the page. I have women's Sherpa fleece, casual, long sleeves, button neck, splice, sweater, casual pullover, sweatshirt but I don't have Sherpa pullover women's. So the first thing that I'm going to do, I'm going to click edit on the product and I'm going to go to the bullets and I'm immediately going to add something into either the title or, you know what, we're going to work it into the title. Because this keyword is at the top of my search query performance report. So it's got to be important. So Sherpa pullover women's. With with that, Stephen, I mean, why don't we just give the audience a quick rundown of, the importance factor for each of the different, you know, the title, how, how important is that for SEO versus the bullets versus the description versus backend search terms? Title is most important. Uh, after that, there's probably some debate of whether the search terms or bullets are next important. And then following that, A plus content, which is the most underrated and underdone. And then we have um, alt text behind the A plus content the actual crawlable text in the A-plus content, the brand story, and then social posts would probably be next. And then following that, the Q&A and the reviews on the product page. Mm. And somebody listening to this right now is, is like questioning themselves. Right? Did, did Steven just say the Q&A on a product page indexes? And the answer is yes, it does. And you can go chess it yourself. I dare you to go ask a question in Spanish on your own product page, use somebody else's customer account and then answer it in Spanish and English. And I bet you within <clears throat> 48 hours, it'll index for a Spanish term in that question. You can test this a second way. Put Spanish behind the alt text of one of the photos on A plus content. And I guarantee you it will index in under 48 hours. So, <clears throat> so we know these things index. All right. So I just reworked this. I changed it from Lily Posh fleece Sherpa sweatshirt for women to fleece Sherpa pullover women's sweatshirt. I made an exact match title change. Yep. The next thing I'm going to do is I'm going to go over to the bullets in the product details section, and I'm going to add it in there as well. So our Lily Posh double-sided Sherpa fleece pullover sweatshirt for women, right, which is pretty much a phrase match, broad match almost, is constructed of. So we're going to figure out, okay, where are we going to put this? So top grade quality, amazing features, complement your style. Suits many occasions, uh, quality and reliability. So I'm trying to figure out where it's going to make the most sense. Lily Posh is a registered brand in the U.S. Nobody cares about this. Let's delete that. Sherpa Pullover Women's Sweatshirt. Our products are completely sourced. 
uh, from our own warehouse. <laughs> They're sourced from our own warehouse. <laughs> that, is, that is clever. This tactic. is written really, really yeah. great content that my team has written. Uh, <laughs> we can do better than that. Obviously, with thousands of SKUs, some of this stuff's going to happen. And all right, so we got an exact batch in there. We're going to hit save. Well, first of all, I need to remember which ASIN we're on. So let's grab the ASIN because we got lots of products. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to save this. Then we're going to go into the A plus content. So we're going to go into, uh, let's see, they, I'm not used to the new UI yet. So under advertising, A plus content manager. And by the way, what do you see on screen here? Premium A plus content access. Guess who has premium A plus content access? Do you want premium A plus content? I know you do. I know you do. Well, here is how you get premium A plus content. First of all, you need to have a brand story on your page. Okay. So let me show you what a brand story can look like. So we're going to go back to the smudge sticks. Okay. Scroll down. And here is what a brand story can be. And what do you notice about the brand story? It can go horizontally. Mm. I can get horizontal real estate on Amazon for the first time. This never existed before. Somebody out there is like, why did, why would I care about horizontal inventory? Well, if, if consumers are staying on your page longer, are they more likely to purchase? Ding, ding, ding. Yes, they are. Yeah. So you do want horizontal content. You also want vertical content, which is in the form of A plus content. Look how gigantic this photo is. I mean, it's, it is, it takes two scrolls to see how big this photo is. You cannot get this with regular A plus content. This is free, by the way. All you have to do is submit 15 A plus contents and a brand story and you get access to this. All Great right. So the next thing we're right going to do, next thing we're going to do is we're going to go in and we're going to go. Hopefully, I have built A plus content for Lily Posh. Looks like I have. So women's sweater pullover. This is probably the right one. Let's let's look at my live listing. Do I have A plus content up? I do. I don't have a brand story yet on this particular ASIN. I have five thousand ASINs, so it's still kind of a work in progress. So we're going to go on my Slack channel again here. I'm going to shoot off. So I'm doing work in real time to show you how authentic this is. You are efficient, uh, Stephen. Need a brand story on Lily Posh, and then I'm going to post the ASIN. Okay, so what we're going to do is we're going to go into the A plus content design, and you see how I haven't filled a headline at headline in there yet. We're going to take advantage of that, and let's go back to the keyword in question: Sherpa pullover women's, and we're going to add that into the headline of the A plus content: Sherpa pullover women's. And then to make this make sense, we're going to type in sweater. Yep. Right. Okay. So then I'm going to do that. That's cool. We're pretty light on description and text. Again, this is a leftover project we're trying to, to you know, do from the ground up. So if this was like my only widget, I wouldn't be having these conversations. So next you review it and we submit it. And this is probably going to go through in under 40 hours. It's a simple text change. So, so right now it's week 40. Is that right? Week 40 inside of the search query performance report. And we just made these changes. In addition to that, I'm next going to go into my advertising. So we're going to go to campaign manager. I need to add that one to my bookmarks. And we're going to hit create campaign. And we're going to hit continue on sponsored products. And we're going to go Sherpa pullover women's. And we're going to grab the same exact ASIN that we've been working on. And we're going to add an exact match for this particular product with manual targeting. Enter list Sherpa pullover women's. And we're going to go for a phrase match, pay a little less than exact, uh, and probably want sweatshirt as well. So we're going to do sweatshirt and we're going to go phrase match on that one as well. And nobody's basically, nobody searches that. As you can see, there wasn't a suggested bid. So probably nobody looks at that at all. 
Uh, we're going to do, I usually do fixed bids when I first launch a campaign and then we're going to title this Sherpa Polar Woods launch campaign. Uh, I need to set the budget first, of course. So we'll set the budget to 25 a day. So when I check this in two and four weeks from now, and I go back to the brain analytics, what we're going to see is this brand share is going to go from uh, one point some odd percent. Let's see, it was 1.4% search impressions, and it's going to go up to like 5%. And this is a 3,800 weekly search volume keyword, which uh, when we compare this to the September data, right now is the busy season. Yeah, It's going up, starting to get cold, right? Everybody's looking for a Sherpa pullover right now. Again, I still have no idea what a Sherpa is. So and you're saying, and Steven, you're saying that brand share is going to increase just because you've created that PPC campaign. You've added that keyword exact match into your title and into the A plus content. So you're just going to That's get correct. a little bit more love from Amazon in terms of relevancy. Two, I, my prediction, two to three times the market share in less than two weeks with those changes we just did. Two to three times. Fascinating. Yep. Yeah. Now with catalogs in the thousands of SKUs, you can replicate this in mass, right? And so this was just one single keyword we just did this exercise on. We spent 15 minutes on it. We made these changes. And I predict that I will gain two to three times my current market share and start generating sales, which is the most important part. Yeah. Right. And, and if you run this play over and over again, your ICAP is going to increase. Your market share is going to increase. Again, ICAP stands for impressions, clicks, add to carts, and purchases. Come through your search queries and, and work on those things. So I know we went pretty deep on... SEO today. Now, for those that want more information about the ICAP marketing methodology, go to myamazonguy.com slash ICAP or ICAP. And you can see the case study we talked about today, as well as additional content on this concept. I love it. That was a, such a great breakdown, Stephen. And again, a, a little treat for our audience, seeing that in real time with a brand new product you haven't, you know, this wasn't staged. You didn't come prepared with that and you got to see it in real time. So thanks for sharing that. With us all, Stephen. I still don't know what a Sherpa is, though. I'm going to have to Google we're, it now. We're <laughs> that is good. Uh, hopefully our audience. Member of probably a million people flying. living on the borders of Nepal. Well, there you have it. Now I know. Hey, you learn something new every day. <laughs> Stephen, you talked about, so we talked a lot about the SEO. We touched on some PPC briefly in that example. I really want to dive into the merchandising design side of conversion. What do you, what is it that you recommend there, right? We, we just talked about getting that brand share up and we did that with some SEO tactics, but I'm assuming that when it comes to the add to carts, the conversions in that ICAP formula, that's where you got to start focusing more on the design, the merchandising side of things. Is that right? You are correct. All right. Are you more of a mega pint guy or a house of dragons tumbler guy? Oh man. Let's go with the uh, the mega pint. You know, I've got I've got my right, tumbler right here. You know, okay. So mega pint. This is obviously from the Johnny Depp trial. Okay, so here is my tumbler. It's a thirty ounce tumbler. I have three hundred and forty two reviews. You know that the mega pint trial was not even just a couple months ago with Johnny Depp, right? This is old news. This is a dying product now. To be fair. The fact is I made thousands of sales on this product by following the cultural phenomenon. And I was so confident this was going to, when it started doing well, I was like, frick, everybody's going to rip me off and copy it. Now, if you type in Megapint into Amazon right now, chances are my product will come up in the top search results for it. If you type in Megapint cup, it'll be number one for sure. But in any case, I was like, everybody's going to 
copy me. So what, what did I do? I added a freaking pirate eye patch. I love it. Right? This is merchandising at its core, folks. Do something that your competitors cannot easily replicate. And so we added a pirate eye patch to the Megapint Tumblr. And when we were transitioning the stock, we put the pirate eye patch on into the, the stock before we updated the imagery because we had like, we didn't want somebody to be like, where's my pirate eye patch? <laughs> and within the first 48 hours of some of that stock hitting, and it was still mixed inventory, people started posting pictures of them wearing a pirate eye patch, right? So let's go down and click on or, or showcasing all of the, the things that they got. So, so this woman right here, uh, <laughs> Miss, Miss Kimberly, Love she, it. she posted this, you know, it, the eye patch was a nice touch on June 18th, right? Right. Like that is, that's what we're talking about. So these sort of things and, and how, how many of you guys would like to have pictures of your, from your consumers showing use of your product? I didn't have to ask Kimberly to take that picture. She took it on her own volition because I threw a pirate eye patch in. Now, I'll have to. I'll have to be honest with you. I spent five thousand dollars on pirate eye patches this year. <laughs> that was not necessarily predicted to be on my P and L this year. But five thousand dollars, well spent. Yeah, well spent. Fast. We sold thousands of thousands of these units. Uh, this is my best seller of the year, uh, and and had lots of fun with it. So when you're talking about merchandising, that one gimmick adding value. And and I don't know what the cost of a pirate eye patch is, maybe three or five cents a piece, right? Yeah. Now you run the math on five thousand dollars in pirate eye patches. You can see how many pirate You've eye got patches. Got a lot. <laughs> All right. So inside of here, here's my, one of my favorite infographics that we've made. Uh, I, I I'm a really big proponent on um, infographics that clash and showcase a lot. So like you got this ice and fire shot. Okay. Right. You got the song of fire and ice, which you avoided. You went Megapint instead of fire and dragons. Uh, all right, Game of Thrones reference for those fans out there. Uh, in any case, showcasing how the fact that this can keep liquids cool for 10 hours and keep them hot for four. And, and, and by the way, double insulated tumblers are, are actually a legitimate thing. Let me sell a little bit into this product because I was really surprised it freaking keeps ice. Like, you, you still have ice after 10 hours. Like, it's insane. Anyway, so good product cultural norm right and and we basically just took advantage of the fact that we had the pirate angle and the johnny depp every piece of keyword of this title is highly optimized based on what consumers are searching mega pint cup 30 ounce stainless steel wine and beer tumbler double wall insulated tumbler with lid trial merchandise uh. johnny depp mug for captain jack sparrow fans plus pirate eye patch right every keyword was highly chosen and used Hearsay brewery, right? Like every flavor opportunity that we had, we went all out on this product. This is how you merchandise a product. We also have a brand story where you can cross promote additional products. Want to increase your average order value today? Here's your five minute hack. Add products to your brand story. I can click into each of these products and cross promote and sell more. The A plus content, we have big images, lots of text. This is regular A-plus content instead of the premium, so you get kind of a difference on the angle here. The copy that's inside of the A-plus content produces a lot of SEO indexing. One exact match keyword in the title, the bullets, the description of the A-plus content will index the product frequently. Then you have to rank it and go through later and try and work on it. But merchandising this product, and then, by the way, 
want to increase your average order value again? Here's a product grid, best, best module of A-plus contents right here. I can click and cross-promote to all of these various different products. You want to go to the man cave? Here's that product for you. Click on this, right? Go there. Uh, what products for her? Mothers. Get this product. This particular product here, I sold $144,000 Mother's Day of 2021. It only did 67000 in 2022. Product fell off a cliff. Um, and, and that's because gift giving right now sales are way down. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you economy and government for quantitative easing and printing out lots of money. Appreciate it so much. So economically gift giving, not a great place to be right now. Um, I actually ran a, a $20 off sale on this fabulous box. I haven't checked the results yet. So let's go check it. So let's see. I, I haven't been moving any inventory. I had a thousand of these units. Let's see how many I was able to move. Not enough. There's still 850 of them sitting, but I moved 44 units in the last 30 days. So when I lowered the price down, I generated like 40 units in less than three days, which is good. I was trying to figure out how to get this, this to recover. So sometimes when you have a problem product, the easiest thing that you can do without spending money is simply lower your price. Interesting. Say goodbye to your margins, but it's cheaper than marketing it. Yeah. And with that, like, do you ever test out using coupons or any of those, you know, extra promotions on Amazon? Have you had success with those? All the time. Uh, I'm not a fan of coupons. I think it's better just to simply lower the price. I've had more effective um, opportunities with that. But for those of you who haven't set up a coupon before, uh, you can easily do that by going to advertising, coupons, and you'll notice I have zero running coupons. On, the, on my account. I do not like them. But this product, we tried lowering the price $20. I moved 40 units. Now the next thing to try and merchandise will be to run a coupon. So that's exactly what I'm going to do. So I'm going to run uh, money off and we're going to put a $10 coupon on this. Limit one redemption per customer. And we're going to put a $100 budget on this. Did you know that each coupon redemption costs you 60 cents? So that gives you an idea. Yep. All right. So this is not a day over fabulous. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday gift for women. Uh, soaps, cup, tumbler, we'll call it tumbler, lotion. I think it has lotion in it. Yeah, got lotion and it comes with a cart. Too, too long. All right, so extra spacing, no characters. Okay, so they're making it hard on me. Soap, tumbler, is it good now? Can't use commas? You can't use commas in a, <laughs> a coupon? This is, this is getting ridiculous. Women's soap, tumbler, gift box. All right, try that. Continue and submit. So we'll see how that does. All right, so I'm merchandising live on a podcast, guys, to see if I can sell more products. And you can see how I troubleshoot, try test things out. But I've got a great product listing. I've got 365-star reviews. I've got a good product. Uh, we've merchandised it well. I already ran A-B. One thing we haven't talked about yet, the importance of A-B testing photos. So yeah. let's, go over to, let's go over to my men's soap. So I ran seven A-B tests on this main photo to land with our current um, listing. And Dr. Squatch Soaps, which is the number one seller of men's soap on Amazon, they own like 75% of the market. It's, it's egregious. They're a monopoly. Got to yeah. take the Squatch guys down. <laughs> uh, and so I'm trying to figure out how to beat that. So I repackaged uh, my products. Um, I, and this is, this is the original. The, the repackaging hasn't come out yet. But showcasing like what matters on a listing here can be extremely important, right? So like 
who here doesn't want to increase their market share by just changing one photo, right? Something that's super easy to do. There's an opportunity uh, to get that done by simply running a PICFU test or an A-B test on your main photo. And what we were able to do is figure out, okay, should the soaps be in a square? Should they be stacked? Should I have them diagonally? Should I have them in a plus sign? And how do they compare against the competition? So we ran all those various different tests. I um, Also, adding a big text word on the main image is the number one Amazon hack to growing sales. There is nothing more powerful. Really? That's a, that's a great hack. Just having the, so like for you, it's the age of sage, the box itself. That's your, your big words, I guess, on that main image, right? So if you, go, if you go to Amazon right now and type in the word journal, okay. people that have the word journal as a text on the main image are going to get a higher CTR. Um, you could layer this down even further. So I have a friend who I'm helping right now with their, with their journal. And I will show you the impact that this had. So I'm pulling this up live. That's cool. So give me a second as I pull this up. But but essentially, uh, we were able to increase the amount of traffic going to the listing with this one change, which is just an incredible opportunity to do it. Um, okay, so I've almost got this. I, I was slacking back and forth with my friend quite a bit. So, all right, so here is here is the image, copy image. And I'll showcase this and I'll show you the A-B test results. So this is what we ended up with on the silver screen right now. So this is the new image. Nice. And by showcasing the fact that this is for ages 6 to 12, it made a massive difference. How big of a difference? Well, 45 to 5, people like this Holy new smokes. image better. Right? That is a 90% mandate. Anything above 60%, I like to call it a mandate. So here is the original image. What's wrong with this original image? Well, first of all, if you shrunk that down to 100 pixels, which is the size of an image on side of Amazon search, you can't read it. You can't read any of it because it's embossed. It's not, mm. it's not written. So what we did is we Photoshopped um, a new little white banner there and made the kids' journal words gigantic. So this is not, then, you didn't have to repackage this product right we did it not yet he's okay. going to after he sees the sales triple okay. but like uh but right now just to get on base we just photoshopped the new main image we took a picture of one of his best pages inside of the journal and we opened it up so you could tell hey there's weird drawings of creatures it looks like a kid's journal just based on seeing that and then just to add to this we added we slapped on age 6 to 12 right on top yeah so that way, when somebody's looking for a journal for their six-year-old kid, whose product are they more likely to click on now? Well, the new Photoshop job or the old one? And I'm assuming, obviously, they're going to click on the button that says six to 12. But I'm assuming you also did this because there's some search query performance data backing up the fact that there are people searching for journals for <laughs> six-year-olds or journals for, you know, elementary age, you know. That's exactly what we did. We looked at the search query performance report. We figured out what the highest search volume keyword that was already performing well on this product. And we said, cool, now let's go triple our traffic by adding age six to 12 right there. Kids journal right there. And, and then if you look, go look at the content that they, they left. And by the way, when I ran this A-B test, PicFu had the ability to switch my demographics between age five to 10 mm. or five to 12 or something like that. And so I chose the specific demographic to, to prove a point. People who have kids in this age range are going to click on this product more. 
This product is meant for kids age six to twelve. Therefore, let's chase that demographic. Let's put let's put it right on the content. Let's put it right on the main image and let's help them out. And and if you read through some of these comments, I like the fact that it shows the appropriate age group for the journal. Right? That's a great comment. Yep. Uh, you know, and she sees an age label. They you know age label because it makes it clear that a kid's journal is more animated and fun looking. Like on and on and on. All of these contents say the same thing over and over again. And so convincing my friend that he needed to change his Amazon listing, not hard, not hard at all. (laughs) Sure. No. So if you were struggling to convince your team, you're the smart one at the company and you're like, man, I'm the only reason this brand is surviving and you can't win that emotional debate, run an A-B test. I love that. Steven, you've dropped some huge knowledge bombs on all of us today. And I think, even for myself, I've got a great mindset shift in the way that we now look at or the way that we will look at search query performance and then how that's going to impact even the main image itself that we just saw, the title. And so I'm going to break down, I think, for our audience, three main takeaways, actionable steps that you can make to your business today to increase sales take your brand to the next level is number one. Steven showed us a great example. Again, you can watch these videos on YouTube. Um, if you're just listening to the podcast, go check us out on YouTube. But number one, dive into your search query performance, because like Steven mentioned, there was a keyword that he was getting traffic from, but it did not register initially on his keyword, you know, uh, his keyword list when he was initially creating that listing. And like Steven mentioned as well, Keywords and SEO should not be a set it and forget it strategy. This should be something that you're paying attention to, seeing what's working now. And obviously seasonal traffic can bring different keywords at different times of the year. So I think that's so important, like pay attention to what's going on in that search query performance. That's action item number one. Number two is actually taking step or action on step number one. So identify those keywords but then start implementing those changes into your content and your merchandising. So a perfect example is, you know, adding in the age range. If that's a big keyword for your particular product, adding that to your main image, uh, it could be adding those simple keywords into your a plus content or your title, like we showed on that live demo. And then last but not least is a B testing your product images Um, and even a plus content, right? Especially that main image. That's where you're going to get the most clicks to even open up and go check out your detail page. So one of the most important images that everybody should be A-B testing is their main image. Steven, I want to ask you one question there on that A-B test for the main image. Do you ever use Amazon's A-B testing feature within Amazon, or do you exclusively use PicFu on its own? I, I have, but it's just a waste of time, right? In, in the world of Amazon selling, you have days, not weeks, to make sales improvements or your listing is going to die. You cannot afford a six-week test, which is what Amazon will do with an A-B test. And, 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 and think about the lost sales. If you, if, if you know, if you have a 60% mandate running a pick food test, how quickly you're going to see those sales generate, right? So I did a coaching session with somebody else who also sold a journal, and he came back four weeks later and said, Steven, let me show you this data. It's insane. He bought a second coaching call. I'm not cheap. And he bought a second coaching call just to show me because he was so grateful. He generated 60,000 weekly extra visitors from one main image change. Wow. 
costs. That's huge. It's insane. It's insane. So, so that's why I don't think you can afford waiting for Amazon's data. Just, just make good decisions based on best practices and, and, and use a pick through test to validate if you need to. Man, that, that's amazing. I mean, that's a huge mindset shift, even for myself, like how impactful those main images can be. So I hope our audience has taken away some uh, brilliant golden nuggets today. Stephen, a couple last questions that I'd like to, to ask all of the, the guests that come on the podcast. Number one is, what has been your most influential book in your life and why? The Road Less Stupid, without a doubt. Um, I like traction. I like scaling up. I like a bunch of other business books. But scaling up has a special place in my heart. His main thesis is take time to think. Mm. If you don't have scheduled thinking time on your calendar, you are going to make piss poor decisions. I agree with that. That's a great recommendation. Next question I have for you. What's your favorite productivity tool or resource that you've been using? Well, we are making one right now. Uh, we're going to release this to our own company. It's called Hybrid, um, and it's going to be a tool that will combine all of the great elements to run an entire agency in one spot. Tools like Asana and Time Doctor uh, and invoicing and a bunch of other cool things all in one spot. Um, but if you asked me this question three years ago, I would have told you Calendly mm. because nobody was using it back then. What it, you know, basically somebody can see my availability and hire me for a coaching call, same day appointments available because of a productivity tool like that. Yeah, I love that. I love that. And last thing here, Stephen, who is somebody that you like to follow in the e-commerce space that you feel is somebody that people should be paying attention to? Uh, I like Harry Joyner. Uh, he's an e-commerce recruiter who has the ability to do two by two on any subject. So what I mean by two by two is he can break any issue down to a quadrant and figure out where to focus. So, for example, new to old, old to new. So that means new customers, old customers, new product, old product, who to sell what to who. Mm. And selling uh, new to new has always been my quadrant. And so Harry Joyner can just explain um how to articulate a marketing strategy. And he's just got a lot of great, unique content you won't see anywhere else. So you can find him on LinkedIn. He owns ecommercejobs.com as well. Awesome. Brilliant. Well, Stephen, is there any last parting words of wisdom you'd like to share with our audience before we sign off today? Just do it. Just take one thing and go do it, guys. You know, E4, and most important move in business is E4, which is literally take that pawn and move it forward two spaces on the chessboard and just go get it done. I'd love to hear how things work for you guys. If anybody listened to this entire podcast and takes action and has success or maybe failure, tell me about your failures too. I would love to hear from you guys. Send me an email to podcast at myamazonguy.com. Awesome. Steven, it's been a pleasure having you on the podcast. Thanks for joining us. All right. Thanks, Josh. Thank you for listening. Visit ecombreakthrough.com for more information. If you've enjoyed today's episode, the best way you can show your appreciation is by clicking the subscribe button and quickly leaving a review. See you again next time.